Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Shalene Johnson, and we're going to explore how to sell with Instagram Reels and Instagram Stories. And I think you're going to find it absolutely fascinating because we're going to lay out a strategy that involves both the use of Reels and the use of Stories so that you can market and sell whatever it is that your company needs to market and sell in a way that will work on Instagram. You're going to love it. By the way, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am at Stelzner. Also, if you're new to the podcast, can you be sure to follow this show on whatever podcast app you're listening to so you do not miss any of our future content? Are you a marketer or entrepreneur expected to be everywhere and do everything while growing revenue for your company or clients? Email, social media, customer service, they're all screaming for your attention, but there's only so much you can do. There's got to be a better way. What if you could automate your end-to-end customer experience? Would you be open to change? Your solution is Active Campaign, the email marketing, marketing automation, CRM, and customer support solution that creates incredible customer experiences. Active Campaign helps businesses grow by automating important tasks. Here's how it works. Number one, pre-built automations. Active Campaign simplifies email follow-up, cart abandonment reminders, gated content delivery, and much more with hundreds of free built-in automations. Number two, machine learning. Active Campaign's AI system predicts the best time to send emails that get opened and clicked. And it reveals prospects that are most likely to turn into customers. Number three, extensive integrations. Active Campaign works flawlessly with Salesforce, Shopify, WooCommerce, Facebook, Google Analytics, and hundreds of popular software platforms. Isn't it time you stop working so hard? Let go of all of your other marketing tools and invest in a platform that actually works for you. Start your free 14-day trial by visiting activecampaign.com slash SME. Again, visit activecampaign.com slash SME. You support this show by checking out our sponsors. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Shalene Johnson. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. 
Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Shalene Johnson. If you don't know who Shalene is, you need to know who Shalene is. She's an Instagram expert who specializes in helping easily distracted entrepreneurs grow their businesses. She's host of the Build Your Tribe podcast. She's also the founder of the Insta Club Hub, a membership program that helps marketers who want to grow their business with Instagram. Shalene, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm excited. Well, I'm super excited to have you. So today, Shalene and I are going to explore how to use Instagram Reels and Instagram Stories to grow your business. So Shalene, let's start with this question. Okay. Shorter video like Reels and Stories, why are they so important right now? What's your take on video in the short form on Instagram? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, probably the most important reason is that's what Instagram is pushing out. That's what the TikTok platform is all about. And if you look at all of the other social media platforms, including Pinterest, including Twitter, including YouTube, they're all kind of gravitating towards this short form video. And a lot of that is because our attention span is shorter. We don't want to read as much, as, which is pretty interesting. We want to look, take things in. We want things to be entertaining. And uh, short form video is what most of these platforms are really focusing on. So if that's what they're focusing on, that means that they're going to push the content that's in alignment with that into your newsfeed. So that's why they're doing it. That's why we should be doing it. And also, I think it's easier. I mean, it's so much easier to do a 15-second video than it is to do a 20-minute instructional long video. Well, and there's so much more here that I want to break down. First of all, Adam Masari, who's the head of Instagram, Mm -hmm. said recently, we are no longer a photography platform. That's kind of a big deal because that's what Instagram was built on is pictures. And they're flat out saying that is not our future. That is a very important signal that marketers need to pay attention to. The other thing is stories and reels is a full screen immersive experience, right, Shalene? So it's not like that little semi-square looking video that you see as you're scrolling. It takes over the entire real estate of someone's screen. That's powerful from a marketing perspective because for that little amount of time, there's nothing else distracting whoever's watching that video, right? Very much for the very same reason I think podcasting is so important because, you know, when we're looking, like you said, at a screen and there's lots of little things that are stealing our attention away, you don't really have someone's entire focus. When oftentimes when people are listening to a podcast, they're just really focused on listening to the podcast and not taking in a lot of other marketing or other stimulus. And it's a powerful experience. And it's also a personal experience. So if you think about what it's like to FaceTime with a family member, mm-hmm they take up the whole screen and that's kind of what you feel like when you're watching a video in that same format. Yeah. And it's intriguing that you said it's easier because some people might not (laughs) feel like it's easier. Mm -hmm. Tell us why you feel like it's easier to just make a short little video because for some people that's really (sighs) scary. Well, one of the main reasons why I think it's easier today to create these 15 second videos is because the trend is to follow a trend. The things that are popping off on Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform you want to pick are trends. So you're picking either somebody using a like a lip sync of somebody saying something else or a particular song and then a messaging that's behind it. Or, you know, you're pointing to different 
places on the screen where there's a sound effect and you're putting up a text that works with your specific niche or your specific business or your specific message. And you're following that trend that someone else has created, which means if you're like, number one, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but I don't know if I'm creative in terms of creating videos that are super captivating or entertaining. You don't need to be because in the past it was like, oh, you don't want to copy somebody else. But today that's the trend. The trend is you jump on a trend that's already been created by somebody else and you make it your own. So it takes the pressure off of being creative. Yeah. Because the template, quote unquote, has been already created. You just have to decide whether you want to embrace it, right? It's absolutely true. It's almost harder to get something to pop off that you've created on your own and you're the first. You're much more likely to get a viral. And I always call that viral for you, right? Because viral is now a really relative term. But in order to have a video go viral for you, you've got to, in most instances, create something that is your own take on an existing trend. The other idea that people don't read as much anymore, I think is kind of true. Mm -hmm. And it is fascinating to think like you and I grew up in a world where there was pretty much print media, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And everybody would read magazines and newspapers, right? Well, today- White papers. Yeah, yeah, or white papers, exactly. But today, I mean, I still have people that read the articles on my website, but it seems that people want to be informed in a newer creative way, which is where video comes in, right? Short form video yeah. doesn't have to be a novel. It just has to convey something, which is really, I guess, the bridge to my next question, which is, you know, and we're talking reels and stories here, right? But you know, for marketers listening right now, some of them own their business like you do. Others work for a business like maybe my business, right? Who mm -hmm. they don't own it, but their job is to help market whatever the business sells. So mm -hmm. what kind of content should we be creating with video on Instagram, in particular reels and stories, so that we can actually help the business? Let's talk about that a little bit. Great question. So that's the challenge when you're looking at trends, because it's easy to jump on a trend. Let's say, for example, it's just a, a dance video and you do something funny in it and you get that to go viral for you. And you've got, you know, hundreds of thousands or whatever, more views than you normally get. That's step one. But if those people don't turn into followers, it's kind of pointless. In fact, it can work against you if you have a bunch of people following you who are expecting more content like that and it has nothing to do with your brand or your business, well, then you've just created a problem for yourself and you're disappointing new followers and you're going to get unfollowed by those people. So what's really key is that we're looking at these trends and asking ourselves, okay, how do I take this and make it fit consistently with the messaging that I want to be known for or the thing, the problem that I want to solve? How do I make sure that the content that I'm creating actually relates to my niche? Because if it's not, then you're going to get tons of views and spend a lot of time making content that just is not going to serve our end goal. And the end goal is sales. So how do we do that? I mean, maybe you could give some examples of what you've done or maybe someone you know who's maybe one of your students. Mm -hmm. Let's like translate into practical because you know, it sounds good, but like, how do you do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, you have to be very clear today and, and things always change, right? But in the last probably year or probably in the last year specifically, there's been this trend where we want to follow fewer people. Like everybody does. Everyone who's listening wants to spend less time on social media. 
So if you know that to be true for yourself, you have to know that that is true for everyone. We all want to spend less time, which means we're much more selective about not just the people we follow, but of the people we follow, of the accounts that we follow, which ones are we looking at? And it used to be the trend that we wanted to see a little slice of life. We wanted to see, you know, what are you doing today? And we wanted to see behind the scenes and we wanted to see, you know, who are you and what are you doing out to dinner with your friends and who are you associating with? All those things. And now we just don't have time. We, not to be harsh, but we just don't care. So we're looking for content that actually serves a purpose, which means step one is you as the marketer saying to yourself, okay, the audience that I want to serve, the problem that I solve is what? And how do I clean up my social media content so that when someone glances at my profile, it's really clear what problem it is I solve? And Michael, I just have to say, don't look at my account as an example of that. And don't look at people who have like huge followings to see what they're doing and then copy what they're doing because you've got to be known for something first before you can start showing all these little nuances and different areas of your life. What's more important is that we really become known for one thing first. And that means we've got to niche down our content to a place where it's almost uncomfortable, where it almost feels like we're excluding part of our audience because it's so niched. Mm. Do you know of anybody that does a good example of this that maybe we could talk about? So many. Here's a great way to look for it. Type in a hashtag for something that, you know, you would be interested in. So, for example, let's say I'm looking for workouts that I can do at home because I don't want to go to the gym or the gym's closed because of restrictions, whatever. Like during COVID, that was a really common problem people had. Like, I don't know how to work out at home. I've been going to the gym or I've been working with my personal trainer. So if I'm typing in home workout ideas and I'm looking at that hashtag, I'm going to see lots of content. I'm going to see a piece of content where someone's demonstrated a, a home workout. If I click on that and I'm interested in it, then the natural order of events is I'm going to then look at their profile and see, is there more content like this? Now, if that happened to be the only video that person has posted that's to do with working out at home, I'm not following that person. I'm not following that account because it's not going to solve my problem. But if I look at their profile and it's just a ton of, you know, really great content, different ideas from a variety of other accounts, maybe even giving me ideas of things I can do to work out from home. I'm following that account because it's solving my problem. And not only am I following that account, I'm probably going to go to it every day. So an example where you can see this is an account that's, I'll spell it for you. It's home workouts, then underscore the number four, the letter U. So home workouts underscore for you. And this is an account that just features just that. It's, it's not workouts you can do at the gym. It's not, you know, workouts you can do with a trainer. It's just all things you would do at home. And there's countless examples of this. And I bet you, we all follow them. It's like, you know, the cats account or the funny meme account or interior design. You know, there's just maybe marketing. There's accounts where like, that's the only thing you're going to get. Let's talk about the difference between the function of reels and stories. My understanding is that reels are algorithmically lifted up to maybe the algorithm decides, hey, if you're interested in workouts, we're going to show you these workout reels, right? And they're probably people you've never heard of before. But stories are only shown to your fans, right? That's right. That's the key difference, right? So help me understand the connection between stories and reels, just so we can kind of wrap that in our brain as far as the way you use it. 
Okay, well, this is the first and most important thing for everyone to understand. If you want to grow your following, it's not going to happen on stories. That's how we deepen our connection. But stories, you know, with rare exception, ever expose you to someone who wasn't aware of your account or isn't already following your account. So you've got to keep that in mind, which means if your goal, which it should be, is to be constantly attracting the right customer, the right market, your avatar, you've got to post to your feed and you've got to do it more often than most of us want to do it. One time a day is really the minimum. But, you know, my son, Brock, and I, we work with a really large community of people who that's their only objective is growing their Instagram following. We have like 9,000 members that we work with. And so we're constantly polling and beta testing what is and what isn't working. And I can tell you, without exception, the more somebody is posting to their feed, (laughs) the faster their account grows, because that's the only way you're going to reach new people is when you're posting. And it's reels we're talking about that's going to get the most reach, right? That's right. That's not stories. Right. Yeah. So it's it's anything you're posting to or your feed is your only opportunity to reach new people. And obviously the number one piece of content today as we're recording this is reels content. Once you've got people following though, we can't sell in our feed. It just doesn't work. So Now, what do you have to do? You've got to keep their attention and get them interested enough to want to ask themselves, who's behind this? You know, what is this person really like? What's going on? Who's the person behind this content? What are they really like? So I can figure out if I know, like, trust them before I buy from them. And we do that on stories. And it's in stories where you do have permission to be multi-interested, to show what you're having for lunch and for dinner and just see behind the scenes and maybe some time with your family, like who you really are. So what I'm hearing you say is reels right now is like for everybody who's not doing reels, they're missing out on an opportunity for the algorithm to match the content, whether or not you probably use hashtags. I think the algorithm is smart enough to know that this video is about this topic and it tries to show it to the right people. That's my assumption. Mm -hmm. I could be totally wrong. Yep. That's accurate. I'm sure you could and should use hashtags, but Instagram goes out of its way to show reels to people that it thinks they're interested in, right? So your reels is like your advertisement, but it's free, right? And it's getting out there and it's getting in front of people that Instagram thinks are people that would be interested in content like this. But its sole purpose is what I'm hearing you say is to get them to want to discover more about the company or person behind that reel. That's right. That's what you're telling me, right? Yeah, absolutely. So once they do that, Then they go to the page and that's where the rest of the magic happens. So the key thing here is that what I'm hearing you say is we need to be creating reels that serve the business object that that ultimately service the objective of the business, right? So for example, at Social Media Examiner, I'm just going to be honest, we're not making reels yet. We might be by the time this thing drops, but we're not Mm -hmm. today. But we're trying to target marketers, right? So Mm -hmm. what kind of reels would we create metaphorically, right? Hypothetically, I'm just using myself as an example, we'd be giving marketing tips or what would we be doing inside those reels? Absolutely. Just that, just marketing tips. And it's so easy to do. It's crazy. I think we overthink this because we think most of us who are entrepreneurs or who are creators, we think we have to create something that's never been seen before, but we really, the trend has already been established. You, you see a video where it's somebody pointing to different parts of the screen or doing a lip sync or a skit. And you just take that and say, I'm going to take the same idea, same music, maybe even, or same vocal track 
and I'm just going to plug in the message that will actually serve my avatar so that they're like, wow, this is good. This is really good. It was only 15 seconds. It was entertaining. And I just watched this reel. And now I understand how important reels are for marketers, something to that extent. So it's really important that your content on your feed really stays on niche, stays focused on serving your avatar, like serve, serve, serve. Then here's the other thing I want to mention, Michael, is that when we make a decision to follow an account, we all do this. You go and you look at what's the le- most recent things this person has posted. And we also often will look at the bio. And even if every piece of content in your feed is a home workout, you still need to tell people what it is you do and why they should follow you. I help entrepreneurs and social media marketers understand what's working today to help build a bigger business or this account daily posts home workouts with limited equipment that you can do in the privacy of your own home. Like you literally have to make it really clear to people, here's the problem that I solve and how I solve it. Do you recommend that maybe some people need to create new accounts or, I mean, like I've heard of some people having, you know, so you could take your existing account and just, you could tune it is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. You know, people always feel like, oh, I better start over. You know, if you've got a decent sized following, I mean, why start over? Right. If you just start to really niche down for a fact, you are going to lose some people because if you're posting a whole variety, there are some people who just followed you for that, you know, picture of the salad you posted for lunch, but that has nothing to do with your business. So losing that follower isn't going to cost you anything other than a vanity metric. So it's okay to lose people that are just there for content that doesn't relate to your business anyways. I love that. How do we know what's hot on Instagram when it comes to reels? Is there like a trending section that you go to to get your inspiration? (laughs) Yeah, it's called your explore page. You know, if you look on your explore page, Instagram will always tell you what their focus is because they will make it the largest piece of content. For a while, it was IGTV and it's currently Reels. And you'll see that that takes up the greatest percentage of real estate on your Explore page. For me personally, um, you know, I want to give a shout out to some great marketers who you've had on your show too, like Kenya Kelly and I'm trying to think of a few others. Rachel, I think it's Penderson. Is that Peterson. it? Peterson, yep. Peterson, that's right. I mean, they just do a great job of teaching people how to use TikTok and I think it's such a wonderful two for one. You're going to get the trends on TikTok before they even hit Instagram. So if you really want to be ahead of the game, keep an eye on TikTok. Uh, You could look on TikTok and then use it as inspiration to create something on Reels is what I'm hearing you say. Totally. Yeah. And that's the other nice thing for those of us who are trying to spend less time creating. You can create one short form video and it can be posted to Instagram, to TikTok, to YouTube to Pinterest, to Facebook, all of those platforms now are really pushing short form video. And so where in the past you had to have content that was very native to that particular platform, they're all using short form video now. Okay. So, so far we've talked about how Reels is a great way to to get discovered by new people. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that once they watch your Reel, a segment of those people are going to go and check out who the creator is, right? That's right. And you said that it's really important that you have content on your profile for your Instagram account that says, you know, signals to the, the person who's looking at it that this person or company is for me so that you will get the follow. Am I right on mm-hmm. that? That's correct. Yep. We have to know very clearly what problem it is you solve. Is Are you worth my time following you? Right. 
So let's connect the stories into this. Like, let's say we've gone from, okay, the reels brought the new people in mm-hmm. and some of them decided to follow. Now, how do I get to the point where I can actually start marketing and or selling with Instagram? I'm, you kind of hinted it was maybe through stories. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, at, at what point do we start doing that? How do we do that? Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, this kind of brings things full circle to a conversation we had the last time I was on, which is around creating curiosity, which is just the cornerstone of marketing. You know, when we're creating curiosity, then people aren't being sold. They're curious. They're asking more questions and they feel like they're in charge of how that conversation looks. And they're the ones that are asking for more information whether it's in a reel or a story, if we give people all the details that they need, then there's no questions to be asked, which means there's no relationship. There's no connection. So my objective and what I teach my students is get enough curiosity going that people want to watch your stories. And when they're watching your stories, they shouldn't feel like they're being sold. Like, you know, when people ask me, how do I sell on Instagram? What's the right way to sell? And I say, the right thing to do is to explain. And let people decide for them, let them self-select if this is for them or not and create a conversation so that people feel like they're in control and they're not being sold or pushed anything. You're just explaining things for them. And and stories gives us the opportunity to do that in a way that isn't cheesy, isn't produced, isn't salesy, most importantly. So just to be clear, is it the stuff in our bio and the stuff they see on our Instagram account that gets them curious enough to click into our stories or is it something you're doing in stories that gets them to keep watching the stories or is it all okay? Yeah, yeah, both. How do we do that? How do we create that curiosity? So let me give you some quick tips. Number one, regularly, I want you to put in your feed in the caption to the reel or the photo or the video or whatever it is you're posting to your feed. I want you to regularly remind people or tell people why they need to check out your stories. So for example, I might share my self and my husband uh, clinking wine glasses. And I'll say, I can't believe I used to hate wine because it gave me migraines. And I've discovered this wine that I can actually enjoy. It's lower in carbohydrates and I don't get my migraines. For more details, check out what I talked about in stories today. And now people are like, huh, okay. And so now they're going to stories where I can further explain the content that or, or what it is I'm talking about. And I can invite people, instead of saying, uh, swipe up for the link, which we know the swipe up feature is going away, seems to be anyways, and it's going to be replaced with a Yeah, it sticker. for sure is. It's going to be a link, yeah, a link mm-hmm. sticker. Yeah, not everyone has that. And, and that's the other frustrating thing about any platform is, <laughs> you know, changes and updates are always rolled out in waves. So not everyone gets everything at the same time. Do you have it yet or no? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I would imagine as of this recording, I don't think they've officially transitioned it over, but I'm thinking they're going to soon. Do you still have swipe up, don't you? Or don't you? I do. Yes, but I rarely, rarely use it. Got it. So, all right. So you're, you're putting a feed post together and you're saying, check out today's story. So regularly tell people in your feed post to check out your stories. That's number one. Okay. The number two way you get people to regularly check out your stories is to make sure it's omnipresent. Our feed posts, I'm sorry, our stories show up 
not just based on how much we interact with that particular account, but also based on when did that person post to their stories most recently. So I try to make a habit of posting at least once an hour so that my little bubble, my little circle with my face and it keeps popping to the front of your feed of stories because there's a lot of Instagram users that never look at their feed. They're only looking at stories. And once I've got people on stories, now I've got a much deeper connection than someone who's just looking at my feed posts. So it's posting regularly and it's posting can't miss content. You want to post content that people feel like if they missed a day, they missed out on all kinds of great nuggets. Okay. You freak people out with the once an hour thing. Probably. (laughs) How in the world do you do that? You know, like I know you're strategic. So like how in the heck do you think to do that? I mean, is it scheduled or what are you doing? How no, you know? For me, it's become an automatic habit. I think, you know how we talk to ourselves a lot? I think all of us do this. You mean just where we're thinking or whatever you mean? Yeah. 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 I just take that thought and I take it to Instagram, you know, and if maybe it's not me directly. So you the camera, just, it's like you're holding your phone. Maybe I'm just taking a picture. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I might just take a picture of, you know, my view from my office and talk about how grateful I am. I might, um, sometimes I don't feel like going on camera. So I'll post a picture from myself of a previous day when my makeup was done, I've taken a shower. And then I'll just type a really long commentary on there, a longer caption than I might even put in my Instagram feed. So I'm always thinking to myself, okay, is this going to serve my audience? Not just me, right? Like, is is this going to be interesting, valuable? Does it educate? Does it entertain? Does it offer them something that they, you know, is very helpful to them? So I'm sharing everything and not just related to my business. I can prove to you that I'm this, I'm not in it for me, I'm in it for you. So I'm going to tell you about the hangers that I use in my closet that have saved space and my clothes don't fall off them. I don't sell those hangers, but I want you to buy them so that you get into the habit of realizing that when Shalene recommends something because she's used it for years and it makes her life better, it makes my life better. What about the businesses that are listening right now that might not have the flexibility that you have to just be like Mm -hmm. an idea generation machine. Maybe they can't do every hour. Maybe they can do like two or three times a day. That's still better than just once a day. Am I right? Yeah. And guess what? It doesn't have to be their content. I mean, there are certain people who I follow on Instagram who never post their own content, but they're always finding other people's great content and sharing it to their stories. Ah. So they're curating the best content. Like there's a few people I follow who they just post incredible content and they're in the know on their particular area of expertise. Like, for example, one gal I follow, the account is pretty on Fridays and she is someone who's just obsessed with interior design and her stories will be other accounts. So she's sharing content from other accounts and I I keep finding great accounts. She'll post, you know, someone's talked about a particular way to decorate a space that has very few windows and she'll share that post. And so I know that by following her stories and I happen to know this woman, she works full time. So she can't create content uh, specific to her side hustle all day long. She's at work, but she's regularly, probably on the hour, sharing something. And if we're on Instagram, which most of us are, you know, at least several times per day. And if you see other great content, here's a key that would be of interest to your niche, people in your niche. We can't be worried like, uh oh, I'm sending, you know, attention to my competitors 
all ships rise and there's enough to go around. And if if people start to know you as being the person who just produces great can't miss content, then you'll see your story views go up and up and up. Love it. So what I'm hearing you say is because of the way the algorithm works, you should post more frequently because as people open up the Instagram app, there's a good chance they'll see your face at the top and watch your stories. And that's important for your branding because that gets you in front of your audience, right? That's right. And now let's transition to like, all right, I'm ready to sell something here. Mm -hmm. How do I do that with stories? Because there are times when we want to market and sell and there are other times when we just want to provide value, right? And there is a distinction. Mm -hmm. So, and I know you've got a process, like let's say we've got a launch or, or let's say we've got some cool products or some great content you know, that maybe is over on YouTube or somewhere else. Like how in the world do we, do we do that? Because we have to get promotional sometimes, right? That's right. Let me walk you through a really quick template. I hope people are taking notes because this freaking works. So number one, you want to post your story, something that allows people to self-identify. In other words, if this isn't going to be of interest to some of my followers, I'm giving them notice to swipe through. So for example, I might ask a question, are you one of those people that has to write down or needs to write down a daily to-do list? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> so here's one of the things you're going to find with each one of these that I share with you is I'm putting a sticker okay. on almost every story so it's interactive. All right. So the first thing I'm going to do is ask, like, are, would you be interested in this? Or let's, you know, use your business as an example. Um, are you constantly looking for new ways to speed up your content creation? Um, people click yes or no. So if someone clicks yes, they're like, yes, they're literally raising their hand and saying, yes, I'm going to continue watching the rest of this series. So then the next story that I might post is a fact. So I might share with them, did you know that the average entrepreneur spends less than 2% of their day strategizing content? And then they click yes or no, like they did know that or they didn't know that. Then the next poll might be a question box. Tell me what is the number one most frustrating thing for you when it comes to creating and coming up with creative content. Now, they're going to tell you. They're going to fill out that question box because now we're having a conversation. It's not you having a monologue with them. You're letting them have a dialogue with you. And that's really important for anyone who's listening because your customers are going to give you the language, the verbiage, the way they describe the problem is how you need to describe the problem. Because sometimes we're too close to it or we, you know, overcomplicate things. You're going to use their language. So you can start to look at their responses and know how to formulate your emails, your ad copy, even your copy for your next post. That's my third story post, right? Then my fourth story post might be to go direct to camera and talk about how this was a huge frustration for me too. I spent so much time and I would beat myself up when I didn't feel creative, even though I'd scheduled time to create content. But then I figured out another way to do it. And then my fifth story post might be, and it's a really cool, easy template that I follow. It saved me tons of time. Click yes, if you want me to share with you more information about that solution. And then the other option might be no thanks. So now I'm people are like, yeah, I'm really super curious. What is this? So everyone who clicks, yes, I want to know more about this template, I can now swipe up on that story reply, right? I'm going to swipe up on my camera so I can see people's responses. I can select just the people who said yes, and I can copy and paste to them a message, something to the effect of, hey, thanks for 
letting me know you're interested, here's a link to a free webinar I'm going to be doing to break down exactly the template I've been using to save me 15 hours a week in content creation. Now I've have a couple of things that have happened. I've had a dialogue with them. I've had a personal DM back and forth with them, which gives me the ability to follow up later. When we just do a simple swipe up or even a link sticker, we have no way of following up and knowing who swiped up or who clicked on the link. There's no way to follow up. And we know that success is in the follow-up. That's where the sales happen. So now I can circle back to those people and say like, hey, what did you think of the webinar? Or hey, what did you think of the thing that I sent you to? And in my opinion, this is a much more effective way to explain things to people and let them self-select so they don't feel like they're being sold to. And it creates a relationship. Okay, there's a lot here. So I'm gonna like (laughs) dig into some of this stuff. First of all, this is really, really cool. So first we're posting something that people can self-identify with, right? Like, hey, are you an entrepreneur? Yes or no, right? And that's just a fun action. Mm -hmm. And then do you immediately have the next one ready? The fact like, hey, did you know the average entrepreneur struggles with this thing? You know what I mean? In a perfect world, I I do. But sometimes I create these in advance. But if I'm being honest, Michael, like more times than not, I'm doing it as I, I'm thinking about it and then creating it as I go. So there might be like 20 minutes between Got it. Um, each story. So your next one is another one. Like it sounds like these yes, no things mm-hmm. are really powerful, right? Because if they mm-hmm. say no, well, then they might skip right over the next one anyways, right? Or they might just exit out of the thing. Exactly. It's not like you're necessarily looking at the data. You might be just to see whether your audience resonates with the poll, but you're doing it more to get engagement is what I'm hearing you say, right? To have people like bring their finger to the phone and push a button, right? Which kind of activates something probably in their brain, right? Like, yes. Absolutely. And then the next thing is like building on the first thing. Is that what I'm hearing you say? That's right. And it's also a way to honor your audience. I don't know about you, but I hate getting caught up in someone's stories and then going like, wait, why am I watching this? This isn't even related to me. So for example, today on my Instagram stories, I said, do you want to talk about lashes? I've got a lot of male followers and and women who don't wear false lashes or care about their makeup. So if they click no, they know that they can swipe through because the next couple of series of stories is just going to be about lashes. So I'm respecting their time too. Well, and if everybody said no, you might not continue talking about lashes, right? Good point. Yes. <laughs> Although, you know, probably more than enough of your audience probably would be interested right. in that. I've had you, that happen. You've got a big female audience. Okay. So then the question box, tell us a little bit more about like uh, that, because, you know, if your third one, first two are maybe polls, right? And one is building on the other and a factoid kind of thing, which I love the question box, like break it down. Uh, what exactly are you doing there? That question box is so underutilized. So first, I want everyone to remember this. When you don't have anything to post to your stories, take a picture of the landscape and type and post up a question box that says, tell me about your day. Literally. Okay. Everybody, people love doing that. Or tell me, what is your greatest challenge when it comes to fill in the blank? Yeah. Because people love to say, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Their responses, and I always tell people, you can respond using more than one question box if you'd like. And people will give me everything I need to know about what I should be marketing. They tell me, what language to use, how they describe the problem, what they're frustrated with. And more often than not, 
I have to do a 180 from what I thought people wanted or needed or how I thought people were describing a problem. And that has become one of the most valuable tools I've ever had access to as an entrepreneur. Like we used to have to hire focus groups and, and use polling and, you know, survey monkey and all these things to get intel from our customers. But man, oh man, that question sticker gives you so much intel. So in an ideal world, it sounds like this question sticker needs to be related to the theme that you've been doing all along. I mean, in an ideal world, right? Like if we're trying yeah. to lead someone down a path to sale. Yes. But just on a regular basis, I think we should be using the question sticker, even when it doesn't relate to our niche or a sale, because that says I'm interested in you as a person and we need to have more dialogue and less monologue. I like that. What about taking screenshots and responding to some of the questions people are asking in your stories? I kind of seen that before. What's your take on that? How oh, do you yeah. feel about that? I do that? it all the time because they also want to know. So you answer it publicly, right? That way it's for yeah. everyone's benefit, right? Yeah. Oh, and here's a little special added bonus. Sometimes people don't ask you the question you want them to ask you. Mm. So you can respond to your own question poll. Oh, you can say, got a question from Joni and this is the essence of the question yep. and here's the answer, right? That's right. Because when you post, when you share the question, the person who asked the question, their name doesn't appear. Ah. So let's say, for example, um, you know, people start asking you tons of questions, but they're, no one has asked you who this is for. Ah, I see. So you can go in there, you can type in that question. Hey, Michael, who is this particular training for? And then you can respond to that because sometimes people don't even know oh, too the funny. question they should be asking. You can fill out your own question sticker and then you can share the answer with a video if you wanted to. Fascinating. That's right. Absolutely. And you don't have to do video. You can also type in your answer. And I think this is really an important thing to keep in mind for those of you who have not been using stories regularly or it's like crickets because that's really frustrating when you post up a, a question sticker and no one responds and you've got a lot to say. Well, then you ask the questions and then answer them and no one will know actually that it was you. And eventually you'll see that your engagement will begin to pick up. You just have to be persistent. Is it 15 seconds for stories? Is that the limit? I'm trying to remember what the limit is. Yeah, 15 seconds. You can record a full minute at once and it'll break it up into 15 second chunks. So when you go on to camera and you do video, you could do the same thing, mm -hmm. right? You could just say, hey, folks, seems like a lot of you are struggling with this, right? And Mm -hmm. By the way, I was struggling with it too, and I found out something fascinating. That's kind of what I'm hearing you say, right? Mm -hmm. Then the next thing is, do you want to learn more? Yes or no, right? That's right. That's the connection point where those that click yes, you can go ahead and somehow respond to those people. And I would imagine you yes. can respond to anybody on any poll. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. Yeah, even if they're private accounts. Now, I think that you use some tools for automating this, do you not? Or do you do all this yourself? Let's talk about that a little bit. Yes. I used to do it all manual, I should say, but now I've been using ManyChat lately, which is a third-party approved API. So it's a plug-in, or not, I shouldn't say a plug-in, it's a third-party API. Yeah, for Instagram, right? It used to just be for Messenger. So that works with the Instagram DM. So how does that work exactly? Tell us a little bit how it works. Like if someone answered yes on this poll, then just automatically reply yeah. to them. Is that generally what happens? I can do it that way. What I'm doing right now is I'm setting up flows. So I will tell my audience, hey, if you want a link to today's podcast, instead of saying swipe up or click on the sticker, I'll say, just send me an, an Instagram DM that says hashtag podcast, and I'll send it to you automatically. Ah. And then just as 
you know, our recommendations are with anything that's automated. I don't try to pretend that it's me live. I'll just say, hey, this is an automated message from Shalene. Thanks for asking for the link to my podcast. Here you go. So I've set up flows for the most common phrases or words that I, you know, I get these questions all the time. So that saved me a ton of time. But again, I'm letting them know like, hey, this is an automated message. You can put polls in your, um, you can put multiple links in your many chat flows. You can put polls, you can put all kinds of cool things in them. And they're, it saved me so much time and I've seen it really increase. I thought I was worried, you know, like I'm, I'm okay with doing things manually, um, especially if it's going to hurt my reach, but it's, it hasn't at all. In fact, my engagement's gone up considerably because I can get to more people. Well, and I think if I'm not mistaken, you have a rather large following on Instagram. So for those that are listening that have a decent size following and are concerned that if they do the question sticker, they're going to get a million questions. Uh, do you have your team logging in on, on, a, you know, the browsers or whatever, or logging into the account to help, help manage some of that? Or do you just do it all yourself? Or what, what do you recommend to those? So that- for the question stickers, those I do myself, but you know, I have my DMs open. And I think a lot of people with, uh, you know, who get really busy, they don't keep their DMs open because they feel like they're, they need to respond to every single person. And I've struggled with that in the past, but I just feel like I want to have them open and I want everyone to be able to send me a DM. And, you know, I can only get to as many as I can get to that I've scheduled. But for those people who are sending me the most frequently asked questions, they're going to get a response now, thanks to that many chat flow that I've set up. But no, I actually do that myself, looking at my question stickers and responding to those. But when it comes to actual DMs, I will say that the many chat has saved me. I just can't even tell you how much time. That's so cool. Shalene, this has been really, really solid gold. If people want to follow you on Instagram, first of all, where they find you? <laughs> well, I would say two places. I would say to look at my account, it's at Shalene Johnson. But I do think it's important that I caution people to say, don't necessarily do what I do. Because I've got, you know, 700,000 followers and I've been there a long time. I think another account you could look at, which is just Instagram growth tips, is at Insta Club Hub. And that's an Instagram account that we just started building a few months ago. It's already got a nice following. And the only thing that we post there is great content that helps you grow on Instagram. And it's sharing other people's content. Yeah, that might be a good model for smaller businesses to follow, right? For, totally. Yes. So that's yes, at yes. Insta Club Hub. Is that correct? That's correct. If people want to check out your uh, membership program mm-hmm. or they want to check out any of the other stuff that you've got going on, is there a website you want to send them to? Sure. You can go to instaclubhub.com or you can send me hashtag instaclubhub to my Instagram DM and you'll get, you'll see that many chat automated process live and in action. Does it work on both of your accounts or is it just on the Shalene Johnson one? Yep. It works on both. Awesome. Shalene, thank you so much for sharing all your tips and wisdom and insights. I know we're way better because of it. And <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, it is always an honor. You guys are absolutely the best. And thank you for bringing so many great experts to us and making this so much easier. I appreciate the opportunity, Michael. Yeah, I know we talked about a lot in today's show. And if you didn't catch all the notes, because you didn't get a chance to write everything down because we talked about so much, well, we took care of that for you. Simply head over to socialmediaexaminer.com slash 478 and you'll find everything we talked about. By the way, are you new to this show? please be sure to follow this show so you do not miss any of our future content. And if you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? 
I am at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.